This episode is brought to you by Mesa Workflow Automation. Mesa is the only automation platform that enables Shopify and Shopify Plus merchants to create workflows that automatically carry out repetitive tasks and allow merchants focus on their business. The question you want to think about, how can I create an experience that is post How can I create an experience for this influencer? If I'm going to send them my product, what will make them more likely to post? And so I would reach out to micro-influencers 100% of the time. Again, you're just going to get so much more bang for your buck. Greater response rate, greater opt-in. I would take 10 micros over one macro any day of the week. If you're working with a person that loves your brand, loves your product, they're going to want to work with you and they're going to give you a discounted rate. We've seen it time and time again. So have you ever wanted a standard operating procedure or a manual for influencer marketing? Well, if you have, stay tuned to this episode because we're going to go through one. It's a great episode you don't want to miss, so do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Hi there. So on today's episode, I, well, the episode you're about to listen to is an interview I had with Taylor Legace, who um, has been on the podcast, you know, prior to talk about influencer marketing because um, he runs a done for you agency for influencer marketing. And um, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of influencer marketing, um, both at um, the startup stage or um, at a maturity stage, as a quite mature stage in e-commerce and direct consumer e-commerce, if you're looking to reach out to new audiences, um, not particularly just as a prize, but for um, user-generated content for your performance marketing. And what he's essentially done um, is quite clever um, because his agency is not able to work with everybody, every you know kind of business. They have put together pretty much a standard operating procedure or a manual, essentially, like a, a training manual you can hand over to your head of marketing, for instance, or you can hand over to a team, for instance, and um, get them going to doing influencer marketing the right way. I have access to the to the course. Um, there were about um, 12 modules, 12 key modules, 70 videos, 70 training videos, training manuals, scripts. It's, it's the whole shebang, essentially. Um, and, and so if you're not willing to pay them seven to 12 or 15 grand a month, um, this they put together, you know, um, I think there's like a standard course or a premium course and a platinum course. And they're essentially giving their process to, to us essentially for, for peanuts, in my opinion. And um, they're teaching us how to do influencer marketing the right way. 
so it has a meaningful effect on your performance marketing long term. I've seen this work in fashion e-commerce. I've seen this work in um, cosmetics. I've seen this work in the health and fitness niche. I've seen this work in um, the consumable space and in, in, in the CPMG space. So th- there is a massive, massive opportunity with influencer marketing and not everybody's doing it well. And a lot of people are getting burnt essentially by um, just going straight for performance marketing um, it, it comes at a cost and sometimes a cost, you know, can be very, very high. And what you're essentially trying to do is reach new audiences, you know, um, essentially get potentially new customers, um, at a much lower price point if done, if, if executed properly, if you take their approach and, um, and also generate continuous content for your performance markets. And we talk about, key aspects of the course um, I had, you know, gone through questions I had about certain sections of the course. Cause I, I, before I, you know, bring anybody on, on the podcast, I really like to, you know, just understand what um, they have. Let's say, you know, um, anybody who, who comes up with a book, I would have you know, read or skimmed through their book in the same light, anyone who comes up with a course, I would have, you know, gone through the course. I went through 50% of the course um, and, you know, I had lots of questions. I grilled him on those questions. And even if you don't get the course, um, this, the, the content in this podcast, you know, the questions, the, the depth of questions I ask in this podcast should, you know, give you a broad enough idea of what not to do. At least if, if there's one thing you, you'll get up from, get off the back of this conversation is how not to do influencer marketing, um, the, the wrong way, essentially, you know, and, 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 you know, you, you get some ideas, some pointers as to, you know, how to properly approach, um, you know, influencer marketing. He did have a discount for, um, to X listeners. It's about 20% off, um, you know, and, um, you can grab it. All you need to do is at checkout and put in the word to the, put in the code to X, just, number two and letter X, I would let you be the judge of of this, essentially. Listen, watch, you know, just listen to this episode. Let me know what you think. And yeah, and enjoy, enjoy this episode. It's 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 a really, really brilliant one because um you get an operation manual. And if you um are very process driven, you'd understand the the importance of, you know, um just having procedures in your business. Um, that is what, you know, separates, you know, um, just the, the the better businesses or the best businesses from the, the okay or good businesses. The fact that they have standard, they have structure and, you know, standard operating, you know, procedures in place. And, and this will just, you know, fit into how you do influencer marketing and you could adapt it to your vertical or to your specific market, you know, test, test certain, you know, um, hypothesis it throws at you. But um, essentially, this is pretty much um, the output of, you know, their work, essentially what they do on a day-to-day basis, you know, putting out there for, for almost free, in my opinion. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Let me know what you think. Um, I shall leave it here. And yeah, I'll catch you on the other side. Cheers. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get going faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Nun, and Chubbies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. ShipBob is the global fulfillment leader for e-commerce brands like you. They've actually just launched their first UK fulfillment center, which is quite close to me here in London. This gives ShipBob's clients access to e-commerce markets in the US, Canada, and now Europe. ShipBob offers direct integration to merchants running on Shopify, Wix, 
BigCommerce, WooCommerce, Amazon, eBay, and Walmart. This quote from their site, from Courtney Lee, the founder of Primo Coffee, really stood out for me. She said, I felt like I couldn't grow until I moved to ShipBob. And my CPA accountant even said to me, thank God you switched to ShipBob. I mean, who gets compliments from their accountant? Fulfillment is incredibly time intensive, so hand it over to the best of the best for fast and affordable shipping. To get $500 in free shipping credits today, head over to shipbob.com forward slash 2x. That is S-H-I-P-B-O-B.com forward slash 2x. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm Kunle, your host, um, and with me we have Taylor Legace. Um, He needs no introduction. If you go back to season five, episode 48, I believe, um, we talked about how to scale influencer marketing as a foundation for performance marketing. Go back to that episode. Um, If you're watching this on on YouTube, check it out here. Um, if you're listening to this on on the podcast, it just go back to the archives. You know, if, if this is an audio thing, before you actually listen to to this episode, uh, and that's because um, you know Taylor is here to to talk a, a bit about influencer marketing and about his course. He has an, an online course um, for teams that cannot quite afford their services, um, you know, their, their, their retainer services to actually, you know, do the work. So, so essentially we're going to talk about this, this online course, and we're going to talk about influencer marketing because I've had the opportunity to, to actually go into, to, to, you know, take modules in the course. I've gone through about 50% of this, of the course, and, um, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And that's why I have Taylor and not many people come into the podcast for the, for a second time, as you can imagine. Um, but I'd just like to welcome you, Taylor. Welcome. I mean, I didn't know you didn't have people on for a second time. I've been coming quite the frequent flyer with you. No, not at all. No, no. Just a few people, just a very, very, very few people, a handful of people. And, and that's because um, of, of um, just the importance of influencer marketing. Um, so, so Taylor, for those who um, don't know about you, could you take um, you know a minute or two to introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. So I'm Taylor Lagasay, as Kunle had mentioned. Uh, it seems as though he'd probably be able to give me, give you guys a better introduction than I can for myself. But I'm the managing partner of an influencer marketing agency called Kinship, uh, where we exist to create belongings so that each story is celebrated. So how do we do that? By connecting brands uh, with influencers and building branded, uh, building them a brand community of ambassadors uh, that will be ultimately flag bearers for the product and service. Um, in order to generate sales, we definitely like to pride ourselves on being judged on ROAS and sales and not likes. Um, yes, we want to keep that organic conversation going and getting you those, you know, vanity metrics around engagement, impressions, et cetera. But the main thing we're looking to do through this channel of influencer marketing is driving revenue uh, at the end of the day, because that's what we know everyone cares about. So your background, um, you know, you you started out with in an agency, an NFL agency. You saw how like, um, you know, just seeding products in the NFL worked. You moved over to um, Common Thread Creator Collective, I think. Um, yeah. Where you, you you headed up the the influencer, you know, marketing, um, you know, arm for a performance marketing agency. So you have the the best of both worlds, you know, with with, with where you are now. Yeah, yeah. So immediately following college, I worked at, um, like Kunlan mentioned, Athletes First, where I did marketing on behalf of like these macro influencers, Aaron Rodgers, Clay Matthews, uh, Deshaun Watson. So they have a pretty big roster of over 100 people, but that's some of the household names. So did brand endorsement deals on behalf of those kind of guys. Think State Farm meets Aaron Rodgers, Clay Matthews, those sorts of deals. Um, and then transitioned into uh, a world uh, where there's far greater attribution, uh, where I predominantly worked with micro influencers because um, mm-hmm. we saw greater ROI through doing so, which I'm sure we'll chop it up about that today. Um, but yeah, in tandem with paid media, how influencer marketing was really able to be uh, used in tandem with that to uh, scale revenue for brands. Um, okay. And that ultimately led to kinship two and a half years ago. Awesome. 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 Okay. So let's talk about why you put this course together you know, um, it's, it's an intense course. Um, it's, it's called influencer marketing blueprint and by kinship, you could Google it and I will link to it in, in the show notes, but, but why, what was the purpose of, of putting it together? It's, it's, it's what it's 12 modules and about 70 videos from, from my count. Yeah. You know, well, 
our team was able to get on so many calls where, unfortunately, and like you alluded to in the beginning, we would we were not able to work with one another um, because a lot of the time we're only able to work with brands that are made, are in the two million revenue or above, and we wanted to be able to service companies that were between that zero to two million mark. Because um, at the end of the day, you know these brands that are between zero to two million. They need influencer marketing just as much as anybody else. Um, and we want to make sure uh, that if people are going to try influencer marketing, they're going to take a swing. We want to make sure they get a hit. There's so much noise in our space of people trying to be market leaders and share their thoughts of what works within, within influencer marketing. But there's so much noise that is wrong, uh, leading people to try and execute internally on their own, trying and failing and then they think it's a scam. They cross it as a channel altogether and say it doesn't work for them. Um, when that's not true, there's so much opportunity to be had here. And so we wanted to make sure that brands that weren't necessarily able to work with us or that were bigger brands that just had someone internally and they were looking to build it out internally, we wanted to be able to service them as well and give them a playbook A to Z, how to execute this. Um, and all they would have to do is follow the content within our course to be able to do so. Okay, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. So the, these really are standard operating procedures. So soap for, for for organizations where small or big, um, looking to just do influencer marketing right, right. Okay, so how how is it structured? So so from from my you know perspective, you you there's this pyramid you you talk about. Um, do you do you want to shed a bit more light on on just the the pillars um, required to to execute influencer marketing the right way? Yeah, so the the pyramid that Kunle is alluding to is basically step one through four of the life cycle of an influencer and the way that you work with them. So how do you begin the relationship? How do you make your first impression? How do you connect and have that first touch point be executed? We do that through product seeding. Um, and I'm sure Kunle and I will dive deeper into that. As a second touch point of this process, we end up seeing organic posts go live from these influencers. So they're posting organically and talking about your product or service. Um, from there, we want to be able to repurpose their content uh, and use their content that they're creating for our brand within paid media. And so we're repurposing that into paid media as well through Facebook ads, Instagram ads, other social paid uh, efforts that you guys are using, whether that be TikTok, Snapchat, whatever it may be, but especially on Facebook and Instagram ads. And then finally, identifying and seeing who are our best performers, not, organ not only organically, but through paid media uh, from the content that they're uh, posting that we're using through paid and then identifying who are our flag bearers, who are our brand ambassadors that we want to build even deeper relationships with. So we start off by mass seeding. A lot of micro influencers begin with. It's very much so a micro to macro type approach. See which of these people end up posting free of cost of their own free will because they're brand adopters of the product. And then repurposing that content again, seeing who performs best before we actually build deeper relationships with these people. Interesting. Seeding organic posts, paid media, and then flag bearers who are pretty much almost representatives of your brand um, at the fore because they've been best performers just off the back of all that testing that's been going that's been going on below the fold. Okay, so let's talk about seeding. Um, what is product seeding and how can it be done well? A lot of um, people who get into influencer marketing are like, um, yeah, we tried this influencer, we we paid them, you know, two grand, and we didn't get anything. We they used the code, um, you know, blah. There's there all sorts of stories as you alluded to, but but what exactly is product seeding? You 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 always seem to talk about um, doing this on mass. I can't. I can't pay 200, you know, people or a thousand, you know, um, potential influencers or 500 potential influencers, um, you know, whatever, you know, thousand dollars or what have you. How, how do you, how do you, what's your approach to, to product seeding? Yeah. I mean, what I want to say right off the bat is just the influencer pay for post model is dead. It's absolutely dead. I wouldn't do it. There's a better way. Um, basically and how we partner with the brands, uh, that we come alongside, um, we're identifying and reaching out to 500 influencers to begin with. Um, and that sounds like a lot, but I, I guess another thing I'll say, just to put to the, this in the right frame of mind for you guys, like think about how much you would need, whether you went through an agency or you went straight to 30 influencers, what would you pay the agency or these people directly 30 unique micro influencers, what I mean by micro influencer, 10K to 150K in following, what would you pay for them to post two to three pieces of media each socially organically? And, and as well as having usage rights to repurpose that content into your paid efforts. I would say you're looking at a minimum price point of 30K. And I think that is 
really conservative and it would probably mm-hmm. be closer to 50K if you're, you're working with an agency and you're not doing all the hustle on your own and negotiating these price points down. What if I like our process leads you to be able to do and get that many unique influencers posting? We see that many through our process of just seeding the product out to five, to 100 people. Um, so we reach out and identify the 500 people with this no strings attached message, product seeding, like you're saying, Kunle, um, where we say, hey, Kunle, we think you're a great brand fit. We think you'd absolutely love uh, the product that we have to offer. Uh, we love the content that you consistently put out. Um, so just send us your address and we'll get this product right out to you. And again, no strings attached. We have no expectation of you to post whatsoever. At a minimum, we see 100 people of those 500 opt in to receive the product. Um, and then from those 100 people that we end up sending product to, I would recommend creating an unboxing experience for them using a seeding card. Uh, there's a great partner that we use called Arca, A-R-K-A, that do unboxing experiences at really inexpensive rates. We create an unboxing experience because it lends itself incredibly well to this uh, being posted about. And then we see a minimum of 30 influencers end up posting an average of two to three pieces of media each. So 60 to 90 assets being posted by 30 influencers, all for the cost of a, the cogs of a hundred of your products. And again, these are the minimum numbers we're seeing. And so it's way cheap. So a hundred, let's say your cogs, your product is 50, like a hundred times 50 is 5,000 bucks instead of $30,000 at a minimum for this amount of content and posts. And again, you get full usage rights for it too. That was a really long-winded answer, but that's a well, makes sense. It makes sense. I'm just doing the math here of um, you know 30 out of 500, which is about six percent. So you you send out 500 emails, um, 100 people come back to you saying yes, we'd love to to do it, or, or 500 DMs, what have you. Reach out to 500 people. At the end of the day, about 30 um, influ- well, 30 people, 30 influencers will you know, post, which makes a lot right. of sense. Yeah, six so percent exactly. So do you have so, any yeah, like you can see a sequence? minimum? Yes, we do. We, a so a minimum of like 20% will opt in to receive the product. Okay. And then a minimum of 30% of the people that opt in will end up posting. Okay. So these um, are all minimums. Okay. So, okay. Okay. These are all minimums if, as well. These are the minimums um, yeah, we see. And if your product is like a world fest first, then you, you'd, you'd probably see, you know, higher stuff. The uniqueness of your product actually will, will you know, um, have, have an effect. Okay. So, right. um, yeah. So, 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 so from, from that, um, do, do you have any follow-up sequence um, f- from at each stage? So with a 500, do you just yes. send it once and forget or? Um, no, no, no. These people are extremely, there? these people are extremely busy and they get a lot of outreaches uh, sent their way. One though, you will stand out from the snow strings attached messages because they're so used to getting mass messages sent to them about, Hey, we'll send you this product in exchange for a post, very transactional. We'll send you this product and some compensation in exchange for a post very transactional. Mm-hmm. They're, it's like very spammy and it's very mm-hmm. redundant and oversaturated and they're used to getting that. So you will stand out with this message, but they are busy. This is their livelihood. Yeah. People are constantly yeah. reaching out to them. So we do have uh, a five follow-up flow, two over DM on Instagram, two over email. A majority of them have their emails linked in their Instagram. So that's where you can find them. And then mm-hmm. if we still don't get a response after that, we're going to comment on their most recent post saying, hey, check out your inbox for a brand opportunity. Okay. So and that's do you do that a flow to get brand? in front of them. Yes. Do you do that from the brand handle or um, from, from like, um, you know, an individual? The brand handle. We want to make sure that these relationships are built and exist within the brand um, because that's where they're going to be most effective at the end of the day. We don't want to own the relationships as an agency. We're not a gatekeeper to those relationships. We want them to exist in-house. Super, super interesting. Super, super interesting. And then you talk about the unboxing experience. Um, Why is it so important? And could you just break down this ARCA, this A-R-K-A um, unboxing, um, you know, um, solution you, 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 you just alluded to, um, you know, a, a moment ago. Yeah. Unboxing experiences are huge. Um, just think about it. How can you make, this is the question that I always position to our clients and we absorb this cost. Um, they're a white label partner with our business. We just provide it a part of the service that we offer to our clients, but ARC is amazing because the question you want to think about, how can I create an experience that is post-worthy. How can I create an experience for this influencer? If I'm going to send them my product, what will make them more likely to post? If it's just in this basic 
like packaging that you send everybody else. Maybe you have a great unboxing experience that you send all your customers. That that would actually be great. And it's huge for brand equity. You probably get a good amount of organic social for just from your um, UGC, from everyday users of your product. Um, but for influencers specifically, you just need to answer that question. What a basic package that you send them um, or what a nice unboxing experience with a seating card that makes it look very unique and custom to them, uh, that makes them feel special. Which of those two options would lend itself uh, to a greater um, percentage of people posting out of the people that you send the product to? Definitely the unboxing experience. And we've seen that time and time again. Absolutely. It's all about the experience, really. It's all about the experience. Um, so, do, so in, in the post notes, do you give them nudges on, on what to do, like instructions, you know, here's how to do it. Do you give them any guidelines? Great. Or do you just nudge Great them a little bit? Question. Great question. So that is exactly, so again, there's no strings attached philosophy is how we want to begin the relationships with these influencers. And we harp on that so much within the course and just in our everyday with our clients. So if we were to nudge them in any sort of capacity about, Hey, this is what you need. If you're going to post about us, this is what you say. Like, we don't use that language at all, but that is exactly what the seating card is for. On that seating card, basically, you're letting them know who you are. You're letting them know the value adds of this product. You're letting them know everything that they do need to know if they were going to post. This is what they would say, but you're not saying anything about them posting because, again, you want to lean into this is a free gift. We're building this relationship on giving, not asking, no strings attached, just completely leaning into that. And what you see it time and time again is like these people are posting about how you even reached out to them. Like, oh my gosh, I can't mm. believe this brand just you want wanted to gift me for no reason just because they loved the content that I was putting out. And then they just go on about the product and then they become brand ambassadors and end up posting free of cost multiple times thereafter. Um, so we don't say anything about posting uh, per se, but we give them everything they need and equip them with the information uh, in order to talk about it uh, in the way that we'd want them to if they were going to. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and big commerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's a deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind Backups. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. Have you noticed that no matter how amazing a product might be, you can always tell when it's being sold on Shopify? So many merchants use the same themes, layouts, and photography, making it easy to spot a Shopify store from a mile away. If you're going to build a fast-growing brand, then that should include using your website to continue that storytelling and give customers an experience that stands out. That's why Famous exists. Famous enables brands on Shopify to easily build beautiful landing pages and product pages that include custom video, animation, and more. All pages built on Famous are optimized for storytelling and selling on desktop and mobile. You can try it for free at famous.co forward slash 2x. That is famous.co forward slash 2x. 
Attention e-commerce teams running Shopify. Mesa is the easy way to integrate any Shopify store with any e-commerce app or service. Mesa is the only automation platform designed exclusively for Shopify and Shopify merchants. By creating workflows that carry out repetitive tasks automatically, merchants can focus on their business and create new customer experiences at scale. Mesa has a no-code workflow builder for any action your customers take, such as a new order or product return. Leverage Mesa's built-in features to extend your connected apps. Set up email notifications, receive forms, schedule tasks, delay workflows, or even work with files to sync data with your back office systems. Developers love Mesa too, since they can lift the hood on any automation to customize them for total control. Even if you're unsure where to start, Mesa's library of workflow templates help you get set up quickly with popular tasks common to growing businesses. For free, over the next 14 days, either head over to getmesa.com, that is G-E-T-M-E-S-A dot com, or search for Mesa in the Shopify App Store. Their team of automation experts will support you on your journey 24-7. Yeah, so so in the very high end of um of the scale, in regards to celebrities and um, just high fashion, I've seen instances where celebrities have been gifted, you know, um, an item like a, a pair of slippers, for instance. But that is coupled with very custom, um, you know, packaging in terms of like a, a box personalized hyper personalized handwritten and a lot of the times they will pair their product up with something of equal opulence so it could be a special um you know bottle of champagne or what have you and um is 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 that you know further you know lower down the scale for you know 100 you know dollar priced items or 100 pound you know um you know pound you know priced items would you suggest you know pairing you know things up like you know let's say you're selling like yoga apparel you know just giving them a yoga mat this is just me speaking off the top of my head right but um would 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 you just hone in on the product or would you complement the product to deliver some sort of experience that would just, you know, encourage them to just grab their phones essentially and say, hey, this is what I got from, you know, brand X. For sure. As much as you're willing to give, Kunle, I would do that 100%. Just make sure it's like non-competitive products and services that you're, you know, incorporated into this experience. But yeah, to give you an example, like one of the, one of the brands that we came alongside that didn't have a tangible product, a physical product, it was a service. It was an app um, that basically was an app that um, was a fitness application and you could like virtually run, like you can track out um, mileage. Like if I wanted to run across England, like the app allowed you to map out like the distance of that and you can run it on this app and you can do a virtual simulation, but there was no physical product. It was just an app, but we sent out headphones for people to, you know, tune into this app while they ran. And so that's what we actually ended up physically sending to them to enhance this experience that they'd ultimately have with this fitness app. Um, but doing things like that all the time is a great way to build deeper relationships with these people in a unique way. A lot of the time, what we ultimately end up doing, Kule, is after like at least three months of seating, where, you know, if you go back to the way that we service our clients, where we're reaching out to 500 each month. At the end of those three months, we've reached out to 1,500 people, We've seen 300 people receive the product at a minimum. And then we've seen, you know, 90 people at a minimum end up posting 180 to 270 assets. So at that point, we have a good core community of influencers posting organically and allowing us to test all this content in paid media as well. And so at that mark, we're able to like assess uh, and analyze all of this content, all of these influencers, and who are our top performers? Who is it worth building deeper relationship with at this point um, to go back and actually do a brand ambassador, flag bearer type, contractualized type relationship with? You can either go into a contractual arrangement with them, or you can just send them 
another one of your product SKUs and say, Hey, like, here's a, you know, we really appreciate all the love that you're showing us on social. We want to send you another gift, no strings attached. We think you'd really love this product. And then maybe you make it an even more expansive gifting experience at that point. If you don't want to create this massive, you know, expansive gifting experience right from the jump, maybe you do that for your core people that create great content that crushes for you ultimately. We definitely makes, do that a lot. It makes a lot of sense. makes a lot of sense. Let's take this a, a step back because uh, I, I didn't really sort of drill you in, 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 in this step, which is how do you identify the um, influencers that would likely give you the highest success rate um, just based on, on um, yeah, psycho- psychographics, I guess, your, your, your brand how, what steps do you take as an agency to to ensure that um your your target it's it's a it's a one it's a kill you know it's it's one it's a one hit essentially um with with targeting definitely um so the number one lens we look through in identifying influencers is their video content creation ability um can these people jump on camera and speak to the value adds of my product ultimately like the question you need to be able to answer if this person spoke on camera about my product or service my brand would i feel confident that they'd be able to convert end viewers would they convert me into a sale can they convince me are they an authentic product adopter do they actually genuinely love my brand and can they sell it and so the lens that we're looking through is we want to answer the questions of can they capture my attention in the first three seconds of a video? Um, can they communicate the value as of this product clearly? Um, are they charismatic? Um, are they thumb stopping? So answering these questions when looking at their content is really critical because again, that's what's going to lead to organic success, but even more importantly, when scaling it through paid media to ultimately convert into revenue and dollars uh, on that channel as well. So we're obviously going to make sure they're a brand fit uh, persona wise, the content that they're posting about what they're talking about, because that's ultimately, you know, how we're identifying the people that we need to be seeing this product to that will seamlessly integrate itself into their feed and make them most likely to post about it. So we're going to make sure that they're a persona fit and a demographic fit. But the number one lens we're looking through is that video content creation ability and answering all those questions I laid out. Okay. So does that mean that, um, from a, that you, from a targeting standpoint, you, you will mix and match micro macro and you know celebrities or do you still stick to one one of the of one of the three great question um so we allow the brand some room to choose this we concede all three categories but what i would recommend is micro influencers 100 percent um why especially when doing product seeding so why greater response rate right off the jump um, on a per follower basis, um, they have more engagement, more reach. Um, there's no managers or agents getting involved where they're incentivized to negotiate a price point because that's how they get paid. And they typically are gatekeepers to those people and don't let you do anything with them and make sure the influencers don't post if you're not paying them. So, and then when you follow up with these people for usage rights to the content, if there's a manager or agent involved or they have a whole, if they're not a micro influencer, that's typically a hiked up cost as well because they're savvy enough to know that their content is the most valuable piece uh, of the party here. And so I would reach out to micro influencers 100% of the time. Again, you're just going to get so much more bang for your buck. Greater response rate, greater opt-in. I would take 10 micros over one macro any day of the week. Like I'm saying, greater engagement, greater reach, greater content being posted, and then all of that content being able to be repurposed and owned across your other redistribution channels. So I would do micro-influencers all the way. Yeah, and, and, and another another point just to, to add to, to, to what you said about micro-influencers, there, there are a lot of micro-influencers putting out good work but they haven't quite seen the traction. So from a content creation standpoint, some micro-influencers, you know, actually produce better content than their, their macro equivalents in, in several 100%. Hmm. 100%. And you know, I love that you just brought up niches. Micro-influencers, a lot of the time, people are only following them for one to two reasons, right? And so you can really get a niche target audience that you're trying to get your product or service in front of in comparison to a macro with, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of followers where they're getting followed for a variety of different reasons. And, you know, that, that part of their audience that they have, maybe only a hundred thousand of those people out of the million um, are the people that you're trying to get your product or service in front of at the end of the day. So why wouldn't you just use somebody with a hundred thousand in the first place? 
Mm-hmm. So let's let a lot of listeners to this podcast are in the performance marketing space and the very numbers driven, you know, besides the creatives, they're, they're numbers there from a, uh, I will talk about it from a ROA standpoint or from a MER standpoint, um, but they're also numbers driven from an audience, you know, targeting standpoint. Um, at, with your stint or at your stint with, um, you know, Common Thread Collective and also, you know, at Kinship working with, I'm sure you're working with a ton of, um, of um, you know, performance, you know, either departments or agencies, you know, in, in regards to, to influencer seeding. Um, what numbers, what baseline numbers do you want to kind of see to be comfortable enough to say, okay, we have, you know, a strong enough audience. We've generated a strong enough audience from, um, from influencer seeding, just influencer marketing in general, all of, you know, what you've said in, in the pyramid. Um, in order to to say, okay, um, let's to turn on the engine for performance marketing. Yeah, I mean, we're performance marketers at the end of the day as well, um, and we and we run paid media and as a as an agency. So a lot of the time, we do seeding in tandem with paid media, and that's the service offering that we provide to the clients that we're coming alongside. If they already have like an, if they have an internal media buyers or they have an outsourced agency that they use already, obviously we come alongside them and offer best practices on how to implement this influencer content. Um, but we do love to be able to have control of that because at the end of the day, like I'm saying, Kunle. The 500 influencer outreach per month ultimately leads to 60 to 90 assets, unique assets. Um, and we provide iterations on those assets where if the video is 10 to 20 seconds, we provide that video at two different timestamps. We understand the importance of the first three seconds of the video and how that lends itself to different performance in the ad accounts. If it's 20 seconds plus, we provide that in three different iterations at three different timestamps. So ultimately, each month, it's 60 to 90 unique assets, but you're getting over 100 pieces of content to get live in the ad account every month. So with any typical agency out there that's running paid media, I would say 90% of agencies out there right now are not launching any more than five ads per week. Um, and we're getting in a hundred new ads per month. Um, and so you need to be able to understand how to do that. Um, and you just need to understand the tool and leaning into Facebook machine learning system at the end of the day. But what this is able to provide performance marketers, what I would say by doing influence receiving in Tampa paid media, if you're one of those brands that's only launching five ads per week um, and you're hitting good performance, let's say you're spending 100000 in ads at a two row ads or you're spending $50,000 in spend at a two row ads, whatever it is, we're incredibly confident implementing this amount of content into your paid media efforts will double the amount of spend that you're spending at the same level of performance, if not give you a, a lift. Um, because Facebook, again, once you give it more to work with, you're able to identify really um, great content that performs well within your paid efforts. And then they'll allocate all the spend within those CBO campaigns uh, behind the top performers yeah. and scale those efforts yeah. from there. Yeah. You just throw them into your, your dynamic creatives also. Okay. Another question I have is how do you, obviously it's a, it's a non-instructional you know, um, agreement, you know, initially that the, there's actually no agreement initially. It's, it's like, here's a product we're giving it to you for free. Um, how do you sort of take ownership legally from a legal you know, standpoint um, to, to reuse, you know, the, the content, you know, they've put out organically to, to their followers? Man, I'm giving you guys the cheat codes right here. I'm telling you. Okay. So, so that, that's the communication questions. Yeah, no, you're, you're asking the good ones. Um, yeah. So that's definitely a need. Don't repurpose any of this unless you have the rights to it. Um, but like I'm saying, the rest of one of the main reasons we're reaching out to micro influencers, cause they're typically flattered because again, our first touch point with them was this no strings attached message, uh, where we're starting the relationship in a really good way and making a great first impression. Um, and so once they post, or by the way, it's also worth mentioning, uh, we uh, look at when every single influencer receives the product on our back end. Um, we have a Shopify scene app, like you had alluded to. So we're able to see when these products are being delivered. If they do not post within the first 24 to 48 hours, we do send them a message saying, Hey, really hope that you're loving this product. Um, and that you appreciate the, whatever it is, just send them a little bit of a note without saying, Hey, post about us. Like you're giving them a nudge, you're getting back in front of them. Like maybe they end up posting about you. We've seen that work at times to give them the extra nudge. Once they do post, 
whether we've sent them that nudge or not, we're sending a message saying, hey, Kunle, we're so uh, glad that you love the gift that we sent you, that you're willing to share this content with your audience. We would love to be able to share this content with our audiences as well. Can we have the rights to uh, use this content organically as well as in paid media uh, for 30 days? So we begin with 30 days. We don't start by, we ask for usage rights for 30 days. Um, because when you ask for ownership and perpetuity right at the jump, that sparks, we need to, oh, I need to negotiate like something yep. here. It's not, this message is not aggressive at all. And we see almost, I would, I, I can't even tell you, I don't, I haven't personally seen a no to this, but I'll conservatively say 90% of people say yes. These people are just like, yeah, 100%. You've started the relationship in the right way. You're not you're not asking too much of an aggressive ask uh, at that point. Um, you're on, you've built good rapport at this point, and a majority of them grant that access and grant you the ability to use that. Um, after those 30 days, that is more than enough time to sift through which a which of the pieces of content out of the 180 to the 270 that you received from those efforts uh, are the top performers, which ones got all of the spend. And at that point, you just go back to them after the 30 days are up. Hey, Kunle, like we really appreciate you allowing us to use these, this content in the last 30 days. We'd love to be able to actually own this content. Um, and then literally offer them 150 bucks for it at that point. And the most you'll go back and forth uh, with them and ultimately pay them is 500 bucks. Start at 150 bucks, anchor yourself there. The highest you'll end up paying is 500 bucks. But at that point, that piece of content over the last 30 days made you tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on how much you're spending in Facebook ads. Awesome. Awesome. You have these templates in, in the course. Uh, I could see um, quite quite nice, quite nicely, you know, outlined there. But Taylor, thanks. Thanks for that again. Um, you're always, you know, delivering. Um so yeah, it's 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 in the negotiation part of of the course, which 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 is which is really good. You have a, an entire part of um, outreach templates and the negotiations. Okay, um, Enric, what are your thoughts on TikTok at the moment? Um, obviously, here uh, before before I get your thoughts, I always like to throw out my thoughts. So so I think um, you know TikTok, just the way content is created in TikTok is you know, differs from, um, from Instagram or Facebook. And, um, my thoughts are like, it's, it's very story oriented. Um, and it lends itself very much with audio. Um, so people on TikTok tend to, um, expect to switch on the audio. It, it's just like in your face, when you, when you turn on the TikTok app, it's just the, the audio just blast out on like what Facebook has done with, 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 you know, it's, it's, um, with, with its main app, Facebook and Instagram, where you're used to kind of, you know, turning sound off. And, um, that's why subtitles have always been such a big thing or just, you know, captioning has been, have always been a very, very critical thing with, with Facebook. Um, and so with, with that, you have voice, you have, you know, this voice capability, and um, there, there are lots of founders on TikTok, you know, telling their stories, this hero, this zero to hero stories that just get people so emotive to, you know, wanting to support, you know, the brand, um, you know, unlike, you know, Instagram and Facebook, which is quite showy, very demo-y. Um, do you agree with what I said? And um, if you agree, then... Um, should 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 your approach to to influencer marketing with TikTok creators be different to to you know Instagram and Facebook influencers in in, in that sense? TikTok's my favorite platform out right now, one hundred percent. That TikTok as a placement uh, organically is my favorite. Um, Facebook still the most sophisticated platform to run ads on in order to convert sales. But organically speaking, IG story placements, as well as TikTok um, posts are my favorite placements organically to work with influencers. So yes, we're set philosophy wise and how we're building relationships with these people remain the same. Um, we're still sending them product, no strings attached, whether they post on their Instagram story or their TikTok. Um, I'm fine with either at the end of the day, but I actually do love it when they post on TikTok just because on on majority of these uh, social platforms right now, the, the algorithms are incredibly limited. Like for example, on Instagram or Facebook, you're able to only able, if a person posts, 
that influencer, if they have 100,000 followers, they're typically only able to reach 10% of their audience. So 10,000 mm-hmm. followers end up seeing it and get it as an impression. And then two to 3% on average end up engaging with it. So two to 3,000 people out of the 100,000. When it comes to TikTok, though, when people post organically, they're able to reach far more than 10% of their audience yeah. um, in a way where you end up seeing the amount of impressions engagement a lot of the time be like 10 X the amount of people that follow them. And this is the only platform that is enabled to transcend an audience in that way. Um, And my favorite, and I haven't even alluded, and that's just organically my favorite part of this content. It's it. A lot of these creators meet every checkbox I'm looking to check off when it comes to the, the lens I'm looking through and the video content creation abilities. So these videos are quick, quick hitters. These videos are quick. Yeah. The high paced, high tempo. Yeah. They grab your attention right away. Right. They're thumb stop. And yeah. we've seen these these TikTok videos when repurposing it, when we use that platform Mighty Scout to download this content and then repurpose it into paid media. And even though we're distributing the content from TikTok now into Facebook and Instagram ads, yeah. it works all the same. Nonetheless, regardless, it's, even if it's on a different platform. So I love TikTok, man. I'm a big fan. Human to human. Yeah. It's, it's at the end of the day, you're, you're trying to reach humans, you know, with, with the targeting. It's, it's interesting because it's a very creator first platform that's encouraged, you know, everyone to be creators, anyone who uses their platform. And um, yeah, I just find it really, really fascinating as a, um, as a platform. And as you, you just said, in regards to the organic potential you know, of TikTok. Um, a lot of people miss that out, you know, in, in the, in the entire experience. Um, it has the most organic potential. Has, in the game. The only has, thing it it's has. missing right now is in, like Instagram stories is able to like direct traffic right to your website through that swipe up link. TikTok mm-hmm. still needs to figure that out to go straight from a post to like landing pages. But that's yeah. from, from the organic standpoint of like, like impressions, engagement, reach, yeah. you're yeah. going to get the most out of TikTok for sure. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, um, let's wrap this up. Um, let's just go straight into the the last bit of um, what you talked about, which which are the flag bearers. Um, you, you have talked about identification of um, you know of, of the best performers essentially, because all you're doing is testing, and the results of your test, you know, essentially will reveal you know top performers. Um, so long term, um, how do you nurture these relationships to be beneficial for both you and the influencer, you know, as an e-com or D2C brand? Yeah. So I'll just give you an example. Um, so within, so this brand called Animal House Fitness at this point, and I posted about this on Twitter today, at this point, we've reached out to just over a thousand influencers. We've sent product to about 500 influence, just over 500 influencers. And we've seen 300 influence, 350 influencers post a total of 1,250 pieces of media. Uh, and so that's above the minimums that I went over earlier uh, mm-hmm. and how it breaks well out. Very well. And how it yeah. shakes out. Yeah, about like half the people opted in to receive this product. And then about more than half of those people ended up posting. And then an average of three to four pieces of media were posted by them instead of two to three. But we've seen a lot of influencers talk about them organically, as well as a almost all this content being repurposed into paid media. Uh, and ultimately got um, this knees over toes guy is an influencer who has really adopted this product. He's one guy who's posted about this brand over a hundred times. And then Joe Rogan had him on his podcast. And now Joe Rogan's organically talking about this brand on his podcast. He's done it twice now. And so those are two influencers uh, as well as like 10 to 15 others that we're now sending, you know, custom uh, products to like with their initials engraved on the product. We're doing very unique customizations and send them additional piece of the uh, the product that the brand has to offer. We're sending them handwritten notes. Um, but then once it comes to actually contractualizing these people in a deeper way, yeah, we want to pay them for their efforts. We want to um, give them a more hands-on creative brief based on what's worked in the ad account, what's worked organically. So is it a testimonial type video? Is it an unboxing video? What is it that has really scaled the paid media efforts? And then give them a creative brief with those sorts of scenes so we can get more of that content from them and then pay them for their efforts. But what I will say is when you start this relationship in this way, when you pay them, you're going to get a significantly decreased price point um, because you have that relationship built with them. And you know they're a brand lover. If you're working with a person that loves your brand, loves your product, 
they're going to want to work with you and they're going to give you a discounted rate. We've seen it time and time again. Um, but that's what we're going back to them for. We're going to you know, activate them organically. We're going to get a lot more video content based off what's worked and scaled in our paid media efforts and then pay them for it. But you will get a discounted rate. You know, the, the other thing is that you know their worth, you know, so they, they've outperformed, you know, every other, you know, um, influencer. So even just subconsciously, your, your, um, your offer to them will, you know, should be reasonable and, and you will then get a discount off the back of it. So, so it makes a lot, a lot of sense. Um, so the, the, the art of scaling um, case study you talked about, which I'll link to in, in the show notes because um, I, I did catch it on, on Twitter today. I actually commented on it on Twitter. Um, they're in the gym, in the, you know, in the health and fitness niche. Um, are you seeing more traction in specific, um, you know, um, um, just um, sectors or verticals? Um, so like cosmetics, for instance, I can imagine how, because I'm, I see so many, you know, unboxing, uh, you know, um, you know, videos on, on YouTube, for instance, on with cosmetics, do 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 some um, verticals, D 2 C verticals, that is, um, actually lend themselves better to to like the influencer seeding model, or um, is it just um, you know free 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 for all essentially? I would say one. This is from a higher level instead of like an industry breakdown. Physical products. Um, lend itself incredibly well to this sort of approach of gifting no strings attached. Um, obviously, when you think of product seeding, you're thinking of a physical product, but we do do this with services or we're saying, hey, Kunle, you know, we want to gift you this service free of cost, no strings attached. Um, but at the end of the day, what's postable is a physical product. Um, so we've seen wearable products do incredibly well, things that they can try on and wear if they can get that a part of their you know weekly routine of what they uh, actually wear on their bodies. Consumables do incredibly well. If you can, like we're doing a, a brand that is a blended uh, ingredient package and we sent them a lot more, like a week's worth of them, if not more. What I would also say is you want to be able to over deliver on what you're sending them. So if you're a consumable product, don't just send them. If you're a protein bar, don't just send them one protein bar. You're probably not going to get posted about. I would send them as many days worth as you're able to afford. Um, and so if you're sending product to hundred influencers and you can't afford to send hundred influencers, five products each send 20 influencers, five products at mm -hmm. the end of the day, it's going to go a lot further. Uh, so if you're a consumable, send more than just one product, send them a week's worth at a minimum to really get it a part of their uh, routine at that point, allow them to actually try it and see if they like it a part right. of their weekly rhythm. Um, so consumables do good, wearables do good. But at the end of the day, if you're a physical product uh, in of itself, like those work incredibly well. Like you alluded to cosmetics, they can wear it, they can do uh, makeup tutorials, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but it really all products just as long there's they're a physical product that we can seed and send them. Amazing, 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 Taylor. Um, I think that's that about, you know, wraps wraps this this one up. I, I don't want you to give the entire course on on, on this oh, podcast. Man. But, We're an open but, book. <laughs> but for those who want to, you know, find out more, um, how do they, you know, get I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes anyway. Um, and, um, you're offering, you know, um, you know, listeners, uh, uh, uh you get, you have a special offer for listeners, right? You got the special offer for influencers because of me and, uh, Kunle's relationship here, but yeah, we're going to have Kunle and all the listeners of his podcast, a 20% discount off each of the Appreciate three tiers. It. Um, but we definitely recommend going with the middle tier uh, that we have to offer with the templates that are included in on that. Do you mind shedding a bit of a bit more light on 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 the tears? Um, just people people kind of understand. You have three tears. You have a basic. You you have a pro. I think. So you have a yeah, you have a basic, a premium, and a platinum. So with your standard, yep. you get the course videos only. This is me reading yeah. it off the back. For the premium, you get um the video templates, worksheets, which are pretty much standard operation procedures and loom videos. So these are walkthroughs, full, full on walkthroughs. And then for the, the, um, the, the platinum, you get the course templates, worksheets, video, you join a Slack channel and you get consulting call. How many consulting calls you get off the back of, um, the, the platinum? Two. Two. Okay. Awesome. 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 Um, the, the, main, the main value out of that is the community that you're able to be a part of in yeah. that Slack group where you're Absolutely. able to get real-time responses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. You could just, you know, um, exchange ideas. 
Yeah, so Taylor, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. I will link to the show notes. And for those of you who want 20% off this course, um, the code is just 2X. I would just link to it in the show notes. It's 2X. Um, it's an incredible course. I have personally, you know, um, you know, gone through about 50% of, of the course already. And um, I'm just, you know, going through more. And that's why I was able to ask these questions um, in, in more detail. Um, you know, Taylor, it's been in an absolute pleasure having you, man. And um, I hope to see you again on the podcast at some point in the future. Oh man, I would love to come back on. I appreciate you having me. Always a pleasure. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.